Welcome to Business of Being Black with Tammy Mack. I'm Dominique DePrima, filling in for Tammy Mack. Black men are twice as likely as black women to date outside their race. And while many black women are waiting for our perfect black love, is there a chance we're missing out on the relationship we deserve? Is it time for black women to consider dating outside our race? Let's talk about it. I want to bring in our panel. Please welcome sociologist and adjunct faculty member at Northwestern University in Evanston, Illinois, sociologist Dr. Cheryl Judice. Thank morning, you. Dr. Judice. Thank you. Happy to be here. Cynthia G is joining us. She's an influencer and a YouTuber. Welcome. Hey, Dominique. It's nice to meet you, and I'm definitely happy to be here. Looking forward to the conversation. Justin Blue joins us. He's an activist and a life coach, and he's holding it down for the men in this conversation. Pleasure to be here. I'm looking forward to the conversation. And we have the CEO of Fortitude Health and Wellness, Janet Brooks. Welcome. Thank you. It's good to be here. It's great to have such an eclectic panel. And the question we'll start out with is, why are Black women less likely to date or marry outside of our race? I know many of us have been raised, maybe socialized, or maybe it's just that personal preference. But why do you think that Black women are so much more likely to hold out for that Black man? Let's start with, uh, with a doctor, uh, Dr. Judice. Well, you already gave the answer to the question. Most people grow up hoping that they can find someone within their own uh, race, ethnic culture. And again, that's what most people are socialized to do. So there's no reason that Black women wouldn't want the same thing. Well, true, but I mean, for some, it just seems to be a struggle or it, it almost feels fruitless. Jenna Brooks, um, why do you think we prefer generally, I mean, my girlfriends, the people I know, we generally prefer black men. Uh, there's no one like a black man. I mean, you know, they're swagger. Yes, they have their problems, but I, I just believe that we as a race need to come together. And I can't think of any other race that has this problem where their counterparts, they can't get together. And so I think it's the problem of racism, it's the advertisement. And I think a lot of black men have bought into the standard of beauty in America. And you know, there's some things that we as black women need to face and do too, facing our truths. So yes, I, I am for black men and I am for black women staying with black men. Mm. Okay, I'm Justin Blue. I'll ask you the same question. You know, why do you think Black women prefer Black men? Why do you think we hold out and hold on? Well, first of all, there's cultural commonalities. And no one's going to understand you like someone who comes from your race, comes from the same struggles as you. And yes, there's different struggles, sub-struggles that we have. But collectively, as Black people, there's no one that's going to understand you like a Black man is going to be able to understand a Black woman and vice versa. And so Black woman wants to be understood. She wants somebody that can love her the way that she wants to be loved and have that deep understanding. And so she searches for that within a Black man. And Black men are fine, let's face it. But look, I mean, I also think that even though we're highlighting the differences and Black men are twice as likely to marry outside the race as Black women, we still remain uh, among the least likely ethnic groups to marry outside of race overall. So I well, think it, it can be overstated, the divisions, even though they do exist. Well, I think it's also interesting or important, rather, to state 
what percentage of black men who are married are marrying black women. So when we put out the statement of black men are two times as likely to date or marry outside the race, it's also important to state that majority of married black men are marrying black women. And so if we just use the one statistic without the other, it could really give us skewed information or a skewed mm -hmm. lens. Cynthia G, uh, you say you're tired of black women. <laughs> Explain what you mean by that. Listen, I, I first want to answer your first question. There is a re reason why Black women are running around chasing this mythological dream of Black love that Black men have not bought into and have shown that in many different ways. The first way being, we already know, with them dating out at least two and a half times more than Black women. But Black women specifically, and I agree, it is a cultural dynamic. And within this culture, we put way too much of an emphasis on black men. We're calling them kings, although they have no kingdom. We're sold into this narrative as black women that if we consider an option outside of black men, then we are betraying the race. We are betraying ourselves and that it is our duty as black women to stick to black men so that we can carry the black community on our backs. As I've said, black men have largely already opted out of this. Black men have since getting off the plantation in the case of Pace v. Alabama fought the Supreme Court to have access to white women. So black men were never really bought into this black love notion, but black women, black women have been. So now you have it where the community as a whole, black, both black men and black women who condemn and shame black women who even think about going outside of their race. We're called bed wenches, we're called traitors, we're called every name under the sun, everything but a child of Christ. So at the okay, end of the so, day- so, so, so just let me um, interject here for a moment, Cynthia G. I think that you're correct. It's wrong to shame anyone. People should be able mm -hmm. to love who they want to love and you know, no shade, no, no shame. At the same time, I don't think it's fair to say black men haven't bought into the concept of black love or that black men sued to get access to white women. I think they sued to have the same choice that you want to have, which is to love who they love. Well, the fact of the matter is we can say they had a choice to love who they want to love, but essentially black men were petitioning the Supreme Court to specifically have access to white women. So, I mean, we can try to act like that's not the case, but the case well, is on the dark the vast majority still, but the vast majority still marry black women. But let's go they to- They don't, some. they don't. That's another yeah. lie that we're sold. We're sold that the vast majority of black men marry black women. The data do show that. But they do. Well, well, they the do. data shows that of the small percentage of black men who do get married, that small percentage <laughs> well, yeah. marries well, black women. Only count the ones that are married. But here's the thing, most black, Ms. Brooks, most black uh, men that get married. Um, Cynthia G, why don't you go ahead and answer the question about why you're tired of black men so then uh, Janet Brooks can come in because she really has a comment. <laughs> so what I'm more tired of than black men is this notion of holding black women hostage to black men because typically when we have the discussion, we're not thinking about whether or not black women's dedication to black men actually benefits black women. Statistically it does not. So more so than me being tired of of, of black men. I'm more tired of this notion that black men have to be rooted to men who really, quite frankly, have nothing to offer them except their blackness. Mm, okay, that's, pretty, that's a lot right there. Um, Ms. Brooks, go ahead. First of all, there are no absolute 
I don't want anyone taking black women and putting them all in one category as absolutes. But I will say this, and I'm going to start with us as black women. We as black women have to learn to love ourselves and teach people how to treat us. We can't blame black men for the things that we allow. Like, you know, he's dating three different women and you're okay. Or, you know, he's married, but you're, you're dating him. And I'm going to speak from a black woman's perspective. I don't blame black men for that. I blame us for taking it. We have to take a stand and think better of ourselves and put ourselves on a different level, whether you're white, Latino, whoever you decide to date, you're going to get the same thing if you don't make changes in the way you treat yourself in the way that you look at yourself. And it has to start with Black women. I feel like it isn't the problem. I, I, hold on. I feel like I need to bring in activist Justin Blue. I feel like it's crazy having all these women arguing about black men and not letting the brother speak. Go ahead, Mr. Blue. I identify far more as life coach than activist. I'm just a black man who happens to care and um, is able to do things about it. But there was a statement regarding black men holding black women hostage. And um, I think that's very interesting to explore because how are black men holding black women hostage regarding marriage and dating? And in like what resources and what position of power are we in to control those sorts of things? Now, when it comes to marriage, who, no who normally gets on their knee and requests to say, you know what, I want this person to be my wife or, or my husband? Who's, who's, who's requesting marriage? Who tends to have that decision? I'll ask everyone present. Well, men do, but men request marriage, but we know statistically black men and the large majority do not get married. And what I was going to say is, is that it's not just black men that hold, that that seek to hold black women hostage to to black men. It is also black women, our elder black women, who seek to give us this notion of no pain, no gain. You need to sit in a relationship with black men, struggle, earn him, prove that you're worthy of his affections. And I think that's not healthy for black women. If you look at reports like the Brookings Institute that is detailing that black women would be wanting to date and marry black men is keeping them rooted to poverty. It is making black men very arrogant and narcissistic because essentially what they're doing is black men are running around displaying their disloyalty. They're publicly disclaiming how they prefer any woman other than a black woman. Got it, got it. Justin, I'm going to give you the last word real quick here uh, before we continue this conversation. I'm loving it. <laughs> it's this. Okay, to say that black men aren't choosing black women and that black men are holding black women hostage and what, what ability do they have to hold black women hostage, right? If we're going to look at other men and say, okay, this is the answer, how many of them are saying, would you be my wife? Will you marry me? And so there's a, a relatively small percentage, especially when it comes to white men, that are actually dating outside their race as well. This is how black men hold black okay. women hostage. This right hold here, by hold basically well, moving into the narrative that no one wants you. Cynthia, gee, I need you to hold that thought. Yes, it's a hot topic, and we've got a lot more of it. Should black women be dating outside their race? We will continue on Fox Soul TV. 
Welcome back. I'm Dominique DePrima filling in for Tammy Mack on Business of Being Black with Tammy Mack. As you can see, it is on. And our topic today is a time for Black women to date outside their race. I want to go right to uh, Dr. Cheryl Judice. It got a little heated here. This is such a controversial topic. Why is it so emotional? And, 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 and balance us, center us, if you would, Dr. Judice. Well, I hope I can be of help here. First of all, the main reason it's such an incendiary topic really goes back to racism. In this country, there right now, and of course it's been that way for some time, there are far more black women than there are black men. So rather than us engage in a conversation where we're mad at each other, I think we need to recognize that the real source of our anger is racism in this country. And from age 16 forward, black women, begin to outnumber black men. And the same thing has not happened to whites to around age 32. So what that means is that for black women, we are the only group of women in the country that can't take for granted that if we wish to marry and have children with a black man, that there will be one available to us, irrespective of any other condition you might want to talk about that this man brings to the table. The second thing is I must say that in all the 20 plus years that I have been researching this topic, I have, I mean, I have absolutely nothing that I can say that would differ black men from any other group of men in terms of how they select people to date. All black men are doing in terms of who they try to date is what every other group of men I know do. They do the same identical thing. For black men, you know, immediately I noticed people started talking about we have diff you know, additional problems. Yes, you do, because of racism in the country. You don't have the same opportunities as other groups of men, but that's no reason for us to put each other down. We all recognize what we are going through. In terms of, I was just going to say, in terms of statistics, mm -hmm. if you look at the year 2013, of those Black men that were married, only 25% married outside the race. And quite frankly, I am happy to report that during that same time period, uh oh, looks like I'm getting a problem with my machine. Anyway, during that same time period, only there were only 12% of black women that were married outside of the race. Yeah, and I, just that tells to, I just want to interject here that, you know, I know what the statistics show and we can talk about numbers. I just don't appreciate the scarcity mentality where it's like we have to fight over these black That's men. Right. What's yours is for, what's for you is for you and what's not for you is, is not for you. I mean, I right. take that from a, from a spiritual perspective. You only need one. You don't That's need a right. percentage. You don't need thousands. You don't need hundreds. Uh, let's... But but, but here is the question that I want to pose. How does it benefit Black women to continue to be dedicated to Black men? Because, yeah, we can we can blame it on racism, and racism is a part of the problem. But the, the research that I looked at, um, some of it, even some of yours, Cheryl, mm -hmm. it's not just mentioning racism. It's mentioning Black men not wanting to educate themselves and Black men not having the economic wherewithal to where they can actually support a okay, family. Cynthia G., so you're, you seem to be blaming the Black men for their conditions. I think when we talk about racism, we're talking about lesser opportunity to educate themselves, sure. maybe being the first one in the family to try to go to college, maybe not having the 
foundational skills to educate themselves based on their schools. But let's pivot back to women because this is about women us. Are let's pivot back to women because this is about us and our choices. Why is it that you think black women have so much trouble dating in this country? What is that about? Um, You know, spread the love here a little bit. Let's go to Janet Brooks for a moment. And then uh, Cynthia G, you can chime back in. And just realizing that black women are able to maneuver better in our racist system than black men. I've worked in corporate America and I've seen what happens to educated black men that may have three or four degrees. They're only going to allow them to get to a certain point because they don't want to compete. It's not that I say black men are lazy. Yes, they have not been responsible in many areas, but we can't keep going against each other. I believe that we need black men. We are black people. We live in a very racist society. And as as it was said earlier, we understand each other. We share a culture. We, We share a history in this country that no one else shares. Why would we not fight to stay together? It's our counterparts. Without a black man, there is no black race. Uh, Cynthia G, go ahead. Why why is it? Look, this is why I say we live in a black male worshiping culture, because last I checked, black men weren't giving birth to anybody. Black women were. So we are quite fine without black men. You still need the sperm. That's fine, but we can walk into a sperm bank and buy that. It's not hard. You still need the father. It's not just the sperm. You still need the whole do. We do need a father. (laughs) I'm trying to finish what I was saying. We do need fathers, but black men, obviously, you can look at the data, are not interested by and large in fatherhood. And not only does this play out in the black community, it also plays out in other communities. And of where course, you're talking, have- you're only talking about African-Americans, uh, because if you go global with black men, the pictures change a lot. Um, so, well, yeah. well he- here's the thing, if I could finish what I'm saying. <laughs> the reality is dating black men does not benefit black women. So we can talk about togetherness. We can talk about how we shouldn't attack each other. I'm trying to figure out well, what's anyway, best for black women. You, but it benefits plenty of black women. It benefited how? me. How? Uh, what we have happy lives, good relationships. We have children. Well, together, the divorce rate is three times higher than the marriage rate. So the divorce rate is saying that these women are not happy in these relationships. You do not have a, a divorce rate. And it's only in the black community where the divorce rate is three times higher. Well, we have a lot of the, other, we have a lot of other obstacles like uh, back to racism. Yeah, but last I checked, happily married people don't get divorced. So I, I think we should. Right, but what are the conditions questions. that are leading to those divorces? It's interesting that you uh, we've turned this conversation into a, just a conversation about condemning black men, which seems to alienate our, our affections from each other. Even, we should even be more, condemned. Rather than focusing on what's best for black women. What do we want? Um, but I, I do want to let Justin Blue jump in because there's been a lot of things said about well, black men. Maybe you want to respond. There's, there's a lot that I would like to say. First, when we go into um, finances and economics, when there was a change from an industrial economy going more into an office space, professional space. It's been studies have shown that many of the white men who who hire people, they felt far more comfortable hiring white women than hiring black men in those environments. And there's so many other things such as welfare. You can't have a man inside the household if you want to be able to live in this location. There's, no. there's so no school prison pipeline. We go into the largest prison system in the history of mankind and black men being the bulk in there. It's, it's so much that we could get into systemically, but I would actually like to pose this other question. If black men aren't gonna treat you well, 
historically speaking, what other races of men have treated black women well? We definitely can't say white men have a great track record of treating black women well. Where are we, where, where are we going to Asian men? Is that, is that where we're going? Is, so if you're saying that black men are doing you wrong, then point to the other groups. In, and we're not talking about just maybe one or two, but we're talking about in large. The, the, yeah, but, the, the, but, but the, to be the people's advocate here, um, Justin, are you generalizing black men? Are you generalizing white men? I mean, similar to what I was saying to Cynthia G, shouldn't we be looking at our own relationships rather than painting with broad strokes? One 100%, but I'm only generalizing because we stepped into a generalized conversation. Specific as far as yeah. individuals, yes, of course. You may, you may find this amazing white man that is the perfect, this amazing Asian man that is perfect for you, amazing Indian man that is perfect for you. But as far as making a statement, as far as suggesting that black women should just give up on black men, that's extremely dangerous. And so I have to step in here. And one thing that I would like to challenge you with is whoever you date, you're gonna have, if you have children and you have a son, he's gonna be a black man. So you can't preach throwing black men away and giving up on black men and saying that black men can't be great to a black woman when biologically speaking, if you push out a, a, a male, it's going to be a black male. So gotta just be careful with that. And sadly, many of our black males are raised by black women. Oh, I thought it was my turn to go. The reason why many black men are raised by black women is because despite the fact that they have a father, which you both just acknowledge, we need the man in mm -hmm. order to create a baby, those men, men are choosing to walk off. That's okay, why they're being raised right by there. women. We'll this conversation on the other side. It's Business of Being Black with Tammy Mack on Fox Solo TV. Welcome back to Business of Being Black with Tammy Mack. I'm Dominique DePrima, in for Tammy Mack. According to the Brookings Institute data, black men are less likely than black women to have completed a high school uh, and 50% less likely to have attended a four-year college. This brings up the conversation that we've been having on the show today about what role that plays in the dynamics of relationships between black men and black women. Uh, controversial relationship expert Kevin Samuels, uh, who passed away in April, told women maybe it's time to lower our standards. He once told a woman, women like you die alone, straight up because you think you're better than the men you qualify for. Um, Dr. Cheryl Judice, what do you have to say um, about that? Well, I have two perspectives. Number one, far more black women achieve higher education credentials than do black men. And that even starts at an earlier years from high school on forward, more black you know, women continue forward. But having said that, I think you have to be very careful where you're saying um, they, men have to be comparably as educated. Because even though I have a PhD, as my husband used to say, when the refrigerator goes out, what good does that do? And plenty of men do get technical training and skills. I had the privilege many years ago of, of being on the Howard University campus where I met a woman who had been married 40 plus years. Uh, she was a department chairman. Her husband was the head custodian. These people had been married, the children, grandchildren, nothing seemed to interrupt their relationship. So essentially what I think the basic ingredient is in all these relationships is love. Mm. Cynthia G, um, want to let you finish your thought here. Um, is there a shortage of black men and are other men the solution? Are, are we even attracted to men of other races? 
Um, I, I think largely black women are not attracted to other groups of men. And I think it's for one of the same reasons that I said before. And actually Jonathan showed that on this panel, the deep level of shaming and ostracizing black women who even think about it, like this whole notion of, well, who are you going to go to? Are men, are white men going to treat you better? That's not your concern as a black man. Black women should open up their options and go to any race of men who whoever's going to give them the best deal because at the end of the day we can pretend like this is lumped on the system but at the end but black women are in the system too we face racism as well and not only do we face racism we face gender discrimination this is a male-driven society so black men have privilege and advantage above black women but have not used it to their benefit you nobody so I mean, but, but but black women also shame black men who date outside the race. I mean, I think that's a two-way street. Maybe it's not as prevalent, but it certainly happens. Yeah, we don't shame them for dating outside of their race because most black women are actually more accepting of black men dating outside of their race than they are of black women doing it. Our mm -hmm. issue is that when black men choose to date out, they demean and degrade us as black women based solely on our blackness. And this Got is it. something that black women do not do. Black women don't talk about black men's skin tone or their hair tone. Texture Actually, I don't, know that that's, I don't know that that's fair, but um, what do you say, Janet it's Brooks? Fair. <laughs> Janet Brooks, your thoughts? Um, I'm sorry, I just got caught in the conversation. I think that we have to love ourselves enough to love each other. And being with a Black man is not a deal. It is you want a relationship with a man, a man that you have roots with. And I do agree that Older women have kind of taught uh, younger women that you need to stay, you need to do these things. But what we need to do is give our young women the tools to learn about themselves, to understand themselves. As I said, we have to work on ourselves first instead of looking outward. And we do it to each other. It's not just black men looking down on black women. Black women, I don't want a dark man. I don't want a man with kinky hair. I want to have good hair. You know, yeah, we are all this. So why does, does this happen within our race? racism we are pitted against each other we always have and now we're buying into it when you right. start tearing down your counterpart as no other race does that's a well, problem you know what i mean actually i would i would argue with that i i you know married a black cuban uh and they they definitely have shadeism and white supremacy within the latinx community but let's talk about that justin blue this shadeism, the standards of beauty that are put forth, which do not advantage the Black woman, and how much that can impact Black men turning away from us. It can, it can impact both. Black men turning away from Black women and, and Black women turning away from Black men. You know, we, we're just getting to, I guess, a, a turn where um, being dark is in style now. And I hate to use in style, but you know, for a long time, light skin was okay. Oh, light skin man, that was the thing that was popping. Well, also, we always had Morris Chestnut. I mean, you know, <laughs> we always loved him. <laughs> black women, for the most part, prefer dark skinned black men. They are the preference in the community. So I don't understand this notion about black women having a problem with black okay. men's skin. And, and well, I think, I features, think, so. I think it does go in and out of style. I mean, comedians no, always joke about it. Like skin is in. Go ahead, Justin, finish your point. We're systemically affected by all of these things. Um, it comes down to who controls media. We're not the ones, black men nor black, black women are controlling mainstream media. 
in mass. Uh, when it comes down to education, who, who's inside the history books? Who you want to want to be? Who do you see as being valuable? So we're, we're all being uh, brainwashed at times. And, and but you know what, Justin? Black men do control their own stand-up comedy. And there's always jokes about women's weaves and black women's bodies, policing our hair, policing our butts. And like, you know, I, I, you know, I don't know that that's really super helpful. Um, black um, women aren't the only one with weaves and uh, Brazilian butt lips. Oh, sure. <laughs> uh, but do black men, do black comedians not make jokes about white women? And then also similar to music. Disparaging their looks? No, I, I don't. No, they, they don't. It's very disingenuous. But it's... Similar to music industry, you may have an artist that speaks about killing one another. But there's a lot of artists who talk about great things and helping and building the community. But who gets on the radio? Who gets on the television? And so, yes, there are those who are going to have a negative impact and have the negative things to say. But even more so, who's putting the dollars behind it to say, OK, this is what we want to put the spotlight on. It's much bigger than than just us. Dr. Cheryl Judice, uh, you're a sociologist. How does this imaging of black women and the imaging of the relationships between black men and black women, how is it impacting our actual real life relationships? Well, I could, I'll probably start a whole nother controversial conversation when I say the root of this is low self-esteem. When you look at um, everything in this society from the very beginning has privileged whiteness in any way, shape or form. So consequently, if you don't meet those standards, what winds up happening is that you are not put on the same pedestal as white women are. So as a result, I feel that many black women have internalized these issues and as a result, do suffer from low self-esteem. Go back so many years ago, I'm thinking it's the 1960s, when there was this doll study that was done and the psychologists discovered that children, young black girls as young as four or five years old, when asked to choose a doll that they thought was pretty or the most desirable, the first thing they did was choose the white doll. And that's recognizing that, of course, that they did not look like the white doll and they would get very upset. But of course, you know, some people have later said that that's because there weren't that many black dolls available for girl, young girls to play with. And they tried to redo the study later on. Later on, when the study was redone, was redone, still there was a decided preference for the white dolls, even among the black, uh, black, uh, black females. And and I, I do think that's starting to change. Um, just real quickly here, we'll continue the conversation on the other side. But is there a war going on in the media and especially online that's getting that we're making worse between black men and black women, Cynthia G. Um, yes, there absolutely is. And I think that it's driven primarily by black men, because the reality of it is, is that black women are taught and conditioned a certain way. They're, con they're conditioned to see black men as more important than themselves. They're conditioned to protect black men. They're conditioned to advocate for black men. And we know this because whenever something happens to bl a black man, we don't see black men out there rallying and protesting. We see black women. Let us not forget it's that it was black Black women who created the Black Lives Matter movement to it's advocate interesting, for black though, women. that you're on here blaming the black man for separating us while separating us uh, on. No, TV. we need to be separated. So it's a cycle. Uh, <laughs> we, we'll talk more about whether we need to be separated or together as we continue this conversation on business of being black. Fox TV. 
Welcome back. It's Business of Being Black with Tammy Mack. And we are, I'm Dominique the Prima, obviously, not Tammy Mack filling in. We're talking about whether or not Black women need to be dating outside their race. Um, we, before we took a break, uh, Cynthia G said we should be separated. Uh, Justin Blue, I think you had a rebuttal to that. It wasn't necessarily specific to, to we should be separated, though I disagree with us being separated, but there was a statement about just black women being present, especially when it comes to black activism related things and black men not being there heavily. And we have to look at the system that we're actually in when making such a statement. So if, we, if we're in a system where we're dealing with mass incarceration and we're the minority within the country, but the majority of people that are locked up in prison are black men, then of course the sheer numbers in itself, we're not gonna be able to be there the way that we would like to be. And there's so many other just statistical, systemic things that have impacted us. The, the divides though that we have, that's a large part of the system. Um, even when it comes down to certain laws and certain governmental policies, there has been intentional strategic moves to make sure that you separate the black man and separate the black woman. So when we're- That says what? What, what, are, what? what are the institutional policies that are put in place to separate black men from black women? Welfare. Welfare was the policy that black I'm, men- I'm sorry, did you, you said welfare? Sure, when you, when you no. have a- I'm listening to you. No, no. I mean, that's a pretty, pretty well-known um, yeah. kind of fact, which is that within the welfare system, uh, women would be penalized. They would not be able to receive benefits if they had a man in the home. It's an example that's often used. Did anybody uh, actually black read families the were um, separated. But let's um, get Did anybody read the, the welfare um, memorandum, the man out of the home rule? Did anybody actually read it? Let's get yeah. back to- uh, okay. Let's get back I, I, to dating. Okay. That's what we came here to talk about. And, yes. and okay. I know all of these issues play into that. Um, but I want to talk about, you know, we, we were talking about this war, which is online in the media between black men and black women, whether we're perpetuating it. Why do we have to weigh in? Why can't we let people love who they love if they choose to be with someone outside of their ethnic group, their cultural group or their race? Just live and let live. Let people love who they love. Uh, Janet Brooks, you said it's not a deal. Why can't we just let people be? And I, I think if you, this is the only problem I have. When you cut off and say, no, you shouldn't date uh, black men, that's a problem for me. Yes, you should be able to date whomever you want, but it should not be based on an absolute that you are just going to negate black men or, or entirely. And we should be mindful of, this whole system was set up by white men. Black women wanting to jump over there with white men. White men are the ones that have helped put us in this category. Black women are at the bottom of the barrel. When you look at the senators, when you look at the laws that are passed, they're to impede black women. White women are not out there helping black women either. They are, we're at the bottom. They're, no one is pulling us up. So for you to jump out of your own race and think that another race that's three centuries of putting their foot in your back and keeping you down is going to help you and it's going to be better on the other side. I, I think that's something one should think about. Well, understood. I, 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 you know, I hesitate to always put us at the bottom. I know that we, we face gender and racial discrimination, um, but I feel like we can pull each other up more if we I are 
unified. Um, let's, uh, let's get away in here from Dr. Cheryl Judice. You know, why is it so different? Why is it so different? Why does it affect every other thing? Uh, so many people put down the vice president uh, and, uh, and, you know, our new Supreme Court justice for having married white men. They've accomplished so much. They've done so much for black people. Why is this an indictment of their total personage? And why do we, why are we in their business? Because there's just so much anger out here. That's one thing that I just see everywhere. Everybody's anger about all kinds of, you know, foolish, foolish stuff. And that's one of them. And we are always looking for some reason to put someone else down. Um, that's, not my, my, that's not my thing. I'm always looking for ways to lift everyone up. And again, in terms of Black, uh, black women and their need to date outside the race, they need to broaden their dating pool. If they find a good black man, great. If they find someone from any other ethnic group, that's great too. And by the way, the same thing applies to black men. The heart knows what it wants. People need to be able to love who they love. And again, I just think we need to recognize that all of these uh, issues that uh, get in the way of people loving each other and the kind of times we live in, it's really just very not helpful. So I mean, that's what I, I believe. Is, is there a double standard when it comes to how people look at a black woman uh, dating a white man as opposed to uh, a, a white man who is married, uh, uh, excuse me, a black man who's married to a white woman? Is there a double standard, Cynthia G? Absolutely. There absolutely is a double standard because what I noticed, this, even on this panel, when we talk about black men and, and the fact that they go outside of their race, they promote whiteness, they specifically promote white women and biracial children. They're literally all over social media talking about they're going to start a new community with white women. We ignore these things, but then we'll flip and go talk about how black women need to stay and continue to be dedicated to black men who admit who are admitting themselves, even on this panel, that they are so dominated that someone can come remove them from their home, lock them out of economic um, attainment and basically prevent them from even being the type of men that they want to be. So if that is what it is, and the system is really that much of a burden on black men, black women should not be dating black men, but, or so at the very least, couldn't you just date a white guy or an Asian guy or whoever you want to date without, without having to indict all black men? Couldn't you be loving and supportive of black men and make your own relationship choices? I, I think black women should navigate the dating pool knowing the circumstance in the black community. I don't think that they should ignore that. And I think when they do choose to date a black man or any man, they should do it with standards, expectations, and boundaries. And I think if they if they operate from standards, expectation, and boundaries, that's going to automatically eliminate the majority of black men because they can't meet those standards or expectations. And black men will tell you themselves they can't. That's why they're, de they're dedicated to getting black women to lower their standards Justin that are Blue, already are, down the toilet. Justin Blue, are you dedicated to making us lower our standards? Um, are we stereotyping Black men today right now on this panel? No, I'm not dedicated to, to making anyone lower their standards. Um, if you have standards and you're able to find people who meet those standards, then by all means, I think that you should be with those people and pursue those people. But if you have standards and you're not able to find those people, and you're not able to be with those people, then I think it, there's some reevaluation that needs to be done. There was a question that came up, though, about the treatment of black men 
dating white women versus black women dating white men. And it being said that black men uh, tend to be applauded, but I've seen drastically different um, online and then firsthand in person. So my father is a black man. I have a fair-skinned Puerto Rican stepmother. I've, my whole entire life, I've seen him walk into rooms and the black women say, oh, you, you see the side eyes. Um, online though, I've, I've seen the opposite as well. Let's say Serena Williams gets married to a white man. Everybody's tapping it up. Um, the prince over there, the, the, the prince, he, he goes and marries this. Harry. <laughs> he goes and marries this black woman. And I'm not trying to take away from her blackness, but it's just like, if we we're going off the one drop rule, she might've fell into the category of passing off the one drop rule. So this, there's this, she's this black woman, everyone's throwing this parade about this very oppressive system that this woman has married into, but that's something to celebrate. And so not to get into the oppression Olympics, but I think it's very biased to just say that black men are getting these hand claps when I've seen the opposite. Mm. So um, talk to me about, you know, what, what would be healthy? Where should we be, um, Dr. Um, Judice? Where we should be in, in what sense? In healing, think, uh, in healing this. I mean, because it can't just be about, you know, this constant division and policing of one another's relationships. But at the same time, there is a, a, a societal component to all of our relationships. Absolutely. Uh, I can probably end with a statistic that people might be uh, curious to know about. Even though the numbers are far fewer, where Black women are married to white men at the 10-year anniversary mark, most likely those marriages are still ongoing. In fact, they have a 43% likelihood of being ongoing than a white, white couple. Mm, at the 10-year anniversary mark, for a black man married to a white woman, there is a much higher divorce rate. We'll be back. So even though black women married to white men is far fewer. Hold that thought, Dr. Judice. We'll continue. Business okay. of black. Welcome back. It is now time for the all-time famous lightning round. This is where we give our guests 30 seconds to make their final pitch for their point of view. So let's do it. And let's start with you, Dr. Cheryl Judice. My point of view is that there's absolutely nothing wrong whatsoever with Black men or any other men. The problem that Black women face is that there are far fewer Black men than there are Black women. So if your goal is to get married and have a family, you would be wise to broaden your dating prospects to more than Black men. So that's my one thing. All right, let's go to Janet Brooks of Fortitude Health and Wellness. Your 30 seconds starts now. I think that we need to be careful about absolutes and not uh, put anyone in one category, and especially Black men. Um, I would like to see us to be able to come to the table and grow as a race of people because our children need it, we need it, and we need to get rid of some of the anger that we have toward each other. I think that would help us to move forward in a very positive and beneficial way for our race, not just individually. All right, let's go to Cynthia G. 
I think that it is imperative that Black women open up their options for a multitude of reasons. The most and biggest one being that Black men are telling you them, themselves they cannot deliver. They're beat down by the system. They don't have the option to do anything. So therefore, Black women should go seek better men who have more to offer because we already see at the end of the day, all women are getting the same Black man. And I don't think Black women should pay attention to the gaslighting. Do what best for you just do it with standards expectations and boundaries justin blue uh, what's your life coaching for us on this topic it's very important that we don't fall into the divide and conquer mentality and allow ourselves to get caught up in the oppression oppression olympics to just fight back and forth so much that we can't love each other and that we can't make progress love who you want to love be with who you want to be with but we don't have to put each other down in the process Absolutely. My two cents is just that, that, you know, yes, we should love who we want to love. Be mindful of how we're being influenced, though, by the sociopolitical uh, and, you know, subconscious messages that we're getting from society that we're actually basing our decisions on love, not opportunism, not a deal, not some kind of other peer pressure or looking for clout, but actual love, happiness. And at the same time, let's uplift each other, the wonderful, beautiful Black woman and the greatness, the true greatness of the Black man. Let's find out what you all are up to. Speaking of greatness, Cheryl, tell us uh, about your book, Interracial Marriages Between Black Men and uh, Black Women and White Men. Oh, well, actually, uh, that was my first book. I've done two books on the topic of interracial relationships. My first one, Interracial Marriages Between Black uh, Women and White Men, was sold as an academic text, so it's not available to you. The one you're seeing on the screen is the one that I did totally on uh, Black women that are dating, married to, or divorced from white men. And I also interviewed white men by themselves on why they prefer to date or marry black, uh, black women. So that's the uh, interracial relationships between black women and white men. Cynthia G, talk to us about your YouTube channel called Cynthia G, where intellect meets talk. So for me on my channel, I talk primarily about the pathology of black men and black women and how we show up in relationships. So my main focus is talking about why it's important for Black women to put themselves first, stop engaging in one-sided loyalty and non-reciprocal relationships, understand how Black men's mentality, the way they view relationships, the way they view women, and how that impacts how they're showing up in relationships and their outcomes, not just with Black women, but with women in general, so you can get an honest idea of why it is that you should be opening up your options rather than being held hostage to the myth of Black love. Hmm. Justin Blue, let's uh, take a look at your Speak to Our Sons mentorship series and the 10 Common Hindrances of Success course. Yeah, so the Speak to Our Sons mentorship series, it goes from dealing with just various things that Black males need to know as far as navigating life. And so even at my age now, I've been blessed enough to have my father present and other great men around me. And so many of the lessons that I've learned thus far on this journey, 
the essentials are within that project to speak to our son's mentorship series. And then also the 10 common hindrances of success. It's just loaded with so much great information dealing with navigating depression and anxiety, dating patterns and intimate relationships, forgiveness. It's, it's so much that's within there. And so uh, the 10 common hindrances of success helps you navigate those areas that are essential to making progress in life. And that's on justinblue.com. Justinblue.com. Got it. Janet, uh, tell me about how uh, Fortitude Health and Wellness came about. Um, it came about um, me working for the American Heart Association and creating, creating a department for health initiatives nationally to work with all races of people. So Fortitude, I left there, started my own business. We are a small business that works nationally. We work with all races to implement prevention and wellness strategies to help companies reduce their healthcare costs. Mm. Well, congratulations to all of you. Those sound like amazing projects. And we have just enough time for a quick weigh-in on a final question. I always like to end with uplift. You know, we've had a lot of talk about what's best for Black women, what's best for Black men, but we always seem to end up tearing each other apart and critiquing each other. Is there a way that Black men could be uplifting Black women, Black women uplifting Black men, regardless of who they choose to date? Um, let's take a, a quick look at that and we'll start with you, Cynthia G. How can we uplift or how can black men uplift black women? I think the way that black men can uplift black women is by their actions. Be loyal, compliment black women, show the public that you love and appreciate your own blackness and therefore the womb, the black womb that gave birth to you. But what I really think is that black women need to step away and allow black men to uplift themselves. I think that we're hindering them. And if we just walk away, let them fend for themselves, they'll eventually get it together or they'll just suffer the consequences of not. Dr. Cheryl Judice, uh, your, your take on, on unity, regardless of who we love, because of course we're passing these things on to our children uh, and they'll be perpetuated for generations. I just believe we should treat everyone the way we want to be treated. Just, but just as simple as that. I, don't, it, I think if we do that, everyone gets to be uplifted in the process. Uh, happy, healthy relationships and unity between black men and women, regardless of who they're dating, definitely impacts our health. Your take, Janet Brooks. I, my take is show up and be present. If we're present and we understand what's going on and we do it out of a mutual understanding and love, as I said, I think we can move forward. And, and that's in any race. Yep. Um, Justin Blue, how do we come together how do we stay out of each other's business, but at the same time, uplift each other and allow each other the space to date who wants to date us that we actually like and are attracted to? <laughs> My answer is work on ourselves. And there's many of us are moving from places of trauma, whether we realize it or not. Being black in America is a traumatic experience and we respond to trauma in so many different ways. And so even um, many of the perspectives towards dating whether it be black men or black women, it's a, a trauma response. And so the more we work on ourselves, the more we'll be able to operate out of love, the more we'll be able to have compassion for each other, the more we'll be able to have understanding and we'll also be able to have healthier relationships. So it's really focusing on yourself. 
Absolutely. Well, I want to thank our panel. It's been an incredible conversation. Dr. Cheryl Judice, Cynthia G, Justin Blue, and Janet Brooks. I really enjoyed the conversation, enjoyed filling in for Tammy Mack. That's it for the business of being Black on Fox Soul TV.